0: Hello everybody, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood, and with me is my good friend- Chad Matthew. Thanks, and we'd just like to invite you to this next episode. We're gonna be talking about getting help. And just for those who might be new, we have a particular challenge in life, and that is we are attracted to children. We are pedophiles. However, we have determined that we will not act on those feelings We're not going to ever hurt children. In fact, we believe that's always wrong, always harmful to kids, and definitely not what God wants for our sexuality. So with that said, we have an important topic today. What do you do when you need help? Trent, I imagine you'd agree with me that pedophilia can be very isolating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Well, that's one of the biggest problems you just can't talk to anyone about any of this stuff at least that's how it feels for a lot of people who live in western countries there is this aura of secrecy about this kind of stuff but yeah there is actually help out there it's hard to get into that mindset where you can it's not like everyone is out to get me there are places where i can go which are safe and people that i can talk to Part of the challenge, though, is finding those people, especially when you're a captive to shame. You're carrying this burden, and you're carrying it all by yourself. Yeah. And yet, in scripture, it says, bear one another's burdens and confess your sins to each other. Our understanding of this issue at the moment is such that it makes it very, very difficult to actually open up. There's still this stigma about this this issue, and... I mean, a whole bunch of scenarios could just go straight through your mind, right? Being vulnerable, it's like, am I about to get reported, accused? And that's certainly been the case with me.
0: Yeah, and the sad part about it is more than some challenges, it's like you so desperately need help. It's like the isolation can tear you apart. Hell, and temptation too, like if you're left alone with all your thoughts, like we don't want to ever cross a line with those feelings and hurt kids or something that's so terrible it's so awful it's like more than anything it's like you need help you need you need someone you need some support and it's so like fearful and terrifying like well who are you gonna tell like
1: yeah At the same time it's like man i wish someone else could relate to this stuff it's incredibly isolating so we have some options for getting help we can either open up to close families or friends a pastor or mentor or a professional therapist. Now, Michael, I take it you've had more experience with sort of opening up to your pastor and to family and friends. Would you like to talk a bit about what that was like for you and some of the fears and the hurdles and stuff that you had to go through?
0: Yeah, thanks. Sure. First let me say to anyone listening apologize if our sound quality is not so great Trent and I live on different parts of the globe and for whatever reason the internet's not on our side today early on when I, in my early teens i started recognizing i was attracted to kids and and i felt like i really needed to get some help and tell some folks and and so i started i i told my mom and and i eventually ended up telling my father and some other family members went on to feel like that this was something i needed to get out i I told a a teacher uh some other friends and looking back now i shudder like i realize i could have got so hurt i think i was not discriminate enough of who i told about this struggle I've heard horrible, horrible stories where people have told others in their lives, and it, and it just, it's like a noose around their neck. Like, like the knowledge that they're attracted to kids ruins whole places for them. Like, whole like their school setting or their church setting where it gets spread around, and and it just becomes a terrible thing. And I thank God by the grace of God that didn't happen to me, uh, but. I shared with several people and, and, but there was a positive thing too. Like, it was nice having some friends that I told and, and fortunately they were real friends, so they actually cared about me and, um, and my family fortunately actually cared about me and weren't looking to do me in. They were on my side. So that worked out good. Trent, did you ever share with friends or family?
1: Um, I did share with, uh, well, I have some regrets about sharing with some people in my family. I only told my mom and my dad and I regret, I had to be honest, because then I think there was a time later on where he used that to try and blackmail me. Oh, wow. And, um uh, and that was, that was in front of, uh, a lot of people and uh, that oh. was a really scary situation. So you have to be, oh wow you know, super, super careful. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I shared with my dad, I shared with, um, I shared with only a couple of friends, Mm -hmm. like, I think it was like two or three friends and they've all been really good, but it's not something, you know, that we talk about on like a regular basis or anything. And it's not like they're asking me, Hey, how are you going with this whole underage attraction thing? Like, it's just something that I've just been able to just to sort of get it off my chest and and that's just been it like to still be accepted by them is such a powerful thing wow and that's that's really nice yeah that's so cool but at the same time like i would not tell um all my friends and sometimes it's like you gotta realize it's like is there anything to be gained mm-hmm. by telling this person about my vulnerability in this area and quite often like 99.9% of the time the answer is going to be no so
0: yeah yeah totally well first it's a heavy load to carry the know this knowledge of something that you have Mm -hmm. this these feelings and this attraction that's just part of your brain makeup it's a heavy load for you and I to carry and uh, it's a heavy load for somebody else to carry so like what you said it's like first of all if it's not going to be like destructive to the relationship. So that's kind of like a rule of thumb is you don't want to tell somebody if it's going to be destructive to the relationship. Like they can't bear the weight of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's okay because I'm just not there yet. Like they haven't thought about this stuff in a critical way. And so for them, there's a lot of emotional stuff tied in with that. And like, for us who struggle in this area it's just something that we have to be okay with like we have to be okay that other people can't actually talk about this stuff and gonna have to live with but that's okay like
0: yeah and some people are more kind of maybe uh naturally okay being loners or i'm cut that way I, I don't need a lot of friends or i don't need to share a lot but i know other people who really Sharing with others is a big thing for them. And so this barrier of tension, trying to share this struggle is a, is a hard thing for them to carry. So, you know, one thing we advise them is like, don't share with other people unless they truly have your best interest at heart. Yeah. It's basically it. And it's like, it's not really something you can just share for the sake of sharing like you can get really hurt and at the same time you really need to get it out to somebody like somebody who will care about you as a person it won't damage the relationship for them to know and that you can trust them so the one person i suppose in my life well my uh, my wife knows um also i've told my pastor after a couple years of getting to know my pastor I was really really blessed that this is he's a guy who I trust really cares about me it's a small church so I trust him to not blab about it I trust him that like if if I was struggling I could go to him and every once in a while I do go to him and be like hey man uh yeah things are cool or he'll kind of walk up and say hey how are you doing and we both know what we're talking about so so i don't that for me him in my life knowing that and then well you trent uh because you know i talked to you uh and then my my mom we don't it's not like we ever talk about it much but it's there and i, I could if i needed to so that's kind of like enough for me for what I, my needs to build to have others carry the weight of this who have you shared with are you in a comfortable place like do you have that support or...
1: well uh yeah i'm still in a place where it's like there are some people in my world where it's like sometimes i'll think yeah they're completely trustworthy and then at other times i can be like no i can't trust them at all so i'm still really struggling with that black and white type of trusting uh and not really realizing that trust has this level, that it's a progressive thing, that it's like you can trust someone a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And so I think this is why I think it's a good idea that if you are going to come out to someone that it's good to sort of come out in stages. Like, so saying things like, uh, like so instead of saying, yeah, I struggle with this, right? You could say, you know what? I struggle with my sexuality. And that can mean anything and generally, if, like if you say that i mean I, I can think of very few where people would actually be aggressive towards you if you said that you struggle with your sexuality so yeah a fairly safe safe first stance and then, and then you can keep on going from there and maybe you can trust them enough to say hey just wanted you to know that you know i struggle with these unwanted thoughts uh, towards people that i shouldn't think about in that way right um i'll be like yeah let's let's you know who who doesn't struggle with unwanted thoughts right
0: so you're kind of test testing the water essentially
1: yeah exactly you, you you just test if it's safe to just to just go in a little bit further and that's i think that's usually a good a good place to go like that's usually a good way to go about it sure but man uh, my experience though i mean when i first found out about myself i did not do this kind of like you i felt like i had this massive burden and I just had to just get it out there you know (laughs) like I I just had (laughs) to tell everyone and it's funny because looking back I think I was really driven by a sense of honor and dignity like I couldn't stand the idea that other people would think that I was a bad guy so when I as soon as I found out about myself I was like no I'm gonna do the honorable thing and I'm going get help and I'm going to do the therapy and I'm going to be good you know that was my driving force and it was it was right. it was like pretty serious like it was like I don't care if I end up being locked in some insane asylum or where, wherever they locked I mean it, this is like even though I hadn't done anything wrong um I right. was just so and then I found out that all these therapy are really really unhelpful and that they you know I didn't get locked up because I hadn't done anything and they just sort of put me on this list and
0: yeah so for people who haven't listened to Trent's story his story is he describes everything he went through with that on another podcast you can find it it's called Trent's story but just in brief you were overcome knowing that you had this struggle you hadn't hurt a child or anything it's just you felt this you went to the hospital to get help and ended up you were put on an offender registry mandated um
1: I've never been on any kind of registry like that kind of like what you guys have in the states i understand you've just got one list whereas i think here in australia we've got multiple lists so i was on the like level one list the list that's like hey we're not so sure about you but we're going to put you on this list just in case you might do something because we've received information that that you struggle (laughs) in this area and so it's like you know any anyone who's anyone can make it on that list
0: right (laughs) it's like minority report right (laughs) you've seen that movie right the preemptive like
1: seriously it's it's like that like um it's it's very very dangerous if, if you're a guy and you're working with children in any industry really what you have to do is if you want to do anything you need to clear what's called a working with children check and i found these checks in basically any environment like environments where there aren't even any kids because they just don't want anyone who's slightly suspicious because you know people who might be attracted to kids are just plain old gross and disgusting when we have to kick them out of society and and hurt them as much as possible sort of thing i mean i found this i was coming across this check in you know office jobs i was feeling very frustrated because i felt in in some ways like even today i still feel under the thumb of the system
0: and so you went and did Something that I never had the opportunity to or never ventured into is you tried to get help from professional therapists. Yes, yes. So maybe you could share a little bit about that journey.
1: Sure. I went through like six or seven therapists. Like most of them were just not helpful. Like I felt like I was being led. Just so you know, one of my other struggles is um, same sex attraction. Now, because I'm a Christian, I've decided not to get a boyfriend and I've decided that I want to, you know, stay in church and remain with my community but one of the worst therapists I saw was a guy who's like, oh no, you should just leave the church and go and be gay and you should go and get yourself a nice cute boyfriend and and all this other stuff will go away. And I was like, what? And and, and I left that place feeling so isolated and so upset and I didn't feel listened to. So I found it really hard. Just because someone says that they're a Christian doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily treat you nicely, um, especially if you open up to them about, your underage attraction, so you have to be really, really um, careful. So yeah, but there are some, there are a lot of ways you can prepare for therapy.
0: Now you have had some now positive experiences with it. Like, what were the qualities that made for the therapist that could help you, or, and what actually on your journey has helped you deal with this struggle of underage attraction? All right. What was the first question? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, now I, I know from us talking that you, like, you have had some positive interactions and help from a therapist. Yeah, like... yeah,
1: so you can definitely get help. There certainly is help out there. But I think there's a lot of things you can do. So first thing that you should probably want to do is just prepare yourself for therapy. Save up the money that you need. Go and get yourself a mental health plan if you live in Australia. That might help. Make sure that you also have realistic expectations. When I was trying to find a therapist, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to find a psychologist and they're going to totally understand my issue and everything's going to be great. And no one did. So make sure you have realistic expectations. Finding a therapist that is good for you can take months. And in my case, it was years. Make sure you prepare to travel. Try and turn it into a day out where you go and get some seafood or something and then do your therapy session and then come back on the bus or whatever. I don't know what you do.
0: Make it positive.
1: Yeah, just make it a positive experience. You don't have to sort it all in one day.
0: So now what sort of conversations with the therapist have been helpful for you?
1: Therapists will basically just bring into words the emotions that you're feeling under the surface that you aren't able to fully articulate. They'll give you plenty of space. They'll keep the conversation flowing. It will kind of feel like they can read your mind. And that's just because they're sensitive to all these little that you give them. I can tell you what a good therapist won't do. Mm. <laughs> I, I met one ther- one counselor who worked for the government and she just talked and talked and talked and talked the whole session and felt like I didn't really have any room to say anything. Stay away from people who like to give quote unquote helpful advice or just people who hold you at arm's length. I saw this one guy. It's like there was no therapy relationship happening. It kind of felt like I was just there because I had to be. Mm. Stay away from therapists who tell you their problems, believe it or not, these therapists actually exist. Though I'm not sure if you can call them therapists so
0: Makes me want to go out and find a good therapist. Now just to kind of pull it all together, bit of a summary. It's like, if you're attracted to minors, it's just a huge weight. And it can be crushing at times. And when people have struggles, you reach out and you ask for help. Now, unfortunately, the reality of this struggle is because of the concern for children and rightly so, there's a lot of tension and and sharing with others can be problematic. You can get really hurt, but it's still essential that you find someone who you can share with, whether that's a family member, a friend, a spiritual leader, a mentor or therapist, It, it can be done and some general rules of thumb. Are you want somebody who genuinely cares about you as a person that they're willing to discover who you are in the midst of all the challenge. And then somebody where you sharing with them won't damage the relationship. It's not something that's going to be an elephant in the room permanently. So with that in mind, um, also, uh, Trent and I are available. If you want to talk with us, you can contact us through the website, our email, which is support at christianpedophile.com. We answer those emails. Do you have any finishing thoughts?
1: Yeah, just, just always remember to pray as well and ask God to lead you to the right person, that he would be with you throughout this whole process. Everything is in his hands, his sovereign, and he is the one who coordinates all this stuff.
0: Great. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. See you later.